Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. All right, special emergency Bradfo Show um, for good reason, because there's news. There is news. Uh, article just came out. The Athletic, co-authored by Ken Rosenthal and some other guy, um, rhymes with Shmemek Melik. Evan Drellick, our old good friend Evan Drellick, who's doing a great job at The Athletic, I should say that. And Ken Rosenthal, you you as well. You are doing a great job as well, Ken Rosenthal. But they co-authored this story, MLB sign-stealing controversy brought in. Sources say the Red Sox used video replay room illegally in 2018. John Tomasi of NBC Sports Boston, his fingers are still burning from writing the column that he just wrote about this. So I guess, John, before we get into my take, your take, whatever... Tell me what you wrote. Um, I will still click on it. I will give you the click. But uh, tell me what what passed through your head, through your fingers, into your keyboard, onto your computer, into the Internet just now. Yeah, I'll tell you the two things that popped into my head right away when I read this story. Number one is I don't want to hear on the record, off the record, from anyone associated with the Red Sox. Everybody does it. We went through this with the Patriots for years. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Well, you got busted for it, and you need to pay the price. And the Red Sox shouldn't think that they are above that or beyond that. The other thing, and this is sort of separate from the issue of, of you know, how should they be punished for this, it is the idea that if they are indeed, and it makes sense given where Alex Cora came from in Houston and, and the stuff that we know about what they've done, if the Sox are on the vanguard 
of this whole sign stealing and then the countermeasures and then sewing notes into your hats and doing a million different signs and mound visits. This has contributed as much as anything, this one issue, to the unwatchability of baseball. They deserve to be punished for that and that alone (laughs) because the pace of play stuff is real. The fear and paranoia about sign stealing contributes majorly, majorly to that. That is real, and that to me is inexcusable. I agree. The when you talk about the whole defense of, hey, everybody's doing it. We did it, sure, but everybody's doing it. We just got caught, or someone chose to write, write an article about it. I totally agree with you. Like I'm, I'm so sick of that because, you know, the whole everybody is doing it. Like you don't have to do this. You do not have to do this. It. This is. This is clear as day. You don't have to do this. I don't think that they got to the World Series and won the World Series because they were doing this. I don't think the Houston Astros were good because they were doing this. It's this paranoia, this we have to be one step ahead of everybody else in baseball. And and it's leading to exactly what you're talking about, John, which is, you know, instead of relying on talent, everything is being overthought. Everything. And it's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts, and it's getting these people in trouble. And they should get in trouble. Absolutely. Because they're thinking, you know, they're they're overthinking all of this. They are. Aren't they? Yeah. And, and this is why MLB needs to come down, and if the Red Sox need to be made an example of, certainly the Astros are the team that's going to feel the brunt of this. But if the Red Sox need to similarly be made an example of in this process, I am all for it because you need to make the risk no longer you know, worth justifying the reward of doing this stuff. And you're right. It's not necessary. I don't care what anyone says. This should be about talent. This should be the catcher puts down the signal, the pitcher throws the ball, and then we see what happens. And instead it has turned into the catcher puts down the signal, the pitcher steps off, the batter steps out, the catcher puts down 18 more signals, they have a mound conference, they talk into their gloves, the pitcher takes off his hat, he reads the notes that have been sewn into it, then they get out their Enigma machines and they (laughs) recode everything and decode everything, and it is garbage and it makes the game unwatchable and bring the hammer down MLB that's what i say and and the and the other thing too we you know we've talked about they didn't need it to win totally agree with that like Whatever they did in 2018 is not the reason they won 108 games, just like the Patriots deflating footballs or not deflating footballs ultimately had nothing to do with them winning a Super Bowl in 2015. But it doesn't matter because now this has been attached to you. And I understand that baseball and sign stealing is more acceptable than football. It's an age-old part of the game. You know, players have been credited with the ability to do it. The technological aspect makes it different at this point. But ultimately, it is the same thing. The Patriots can say, we didn't need to deflate footballs, and they're right, but that's still a defense that they have to mount, and that's sort of its own form of asterisk. And I think the Red Sox, to a lesser extent, because of these cultural things we talked about in baseball, that asterisk is going to be there at least a little bit with them, too, that, hey, they, you know, they didn't need to do this, but you still did it, and you got caught. And granted, baseball has not yet determined that they did it, uh, but this seems like pretty solid reporting from Evan and Ken. 
you know, there's a couple of different things to pick through this besides the this story, besides just the um, obvious, you know, the Red Sox uh, did this and and it's just the, the next step after the Houston Astros thing, which is the biggest story of the offseason, really. Uh, one of the things is that they have people who played, who were with the Red Sox. I shouldn't say played with the Red Sox because it said we're with the Red Sox. Although, you know, there was multiple people, so we can assume that some of them played with the Red Sox in 2018. And they're going, they're giving quotes for this, anonymous quotes, but still they are allowing them to use, the writers to use these quotes. And uh, and I, you see this, and you and I have been in this position before where somebody wants to get a message out and the reason why these people want to get the message out maybe some of it is bitterness toward the organization but some of it also is because of the whole thing like with the steroid stuff where we're sick of this happening to us because the perception that that we're that these people are cheating they, they everybody isn't on a play, level playing field and we want to call them out on it now if we're going to do the ranking of what percentage is bitterness and what percentage is trying to get everyone on the even playing field i would say probably more than 50% bitterness right but um but that's another part of this story which is an outlier, which isn't of the norm when you see one of these stories. Because you might say sources say, but you don't typically have these sort of very pointed quotes that Ken and Evan have in the story. Yeah, and I mean, and to build on that, you had Mike Fires on the record uh, with the Astros story, you know. And the culture of, uh, like, here's a guy who played for the Red Sox, who I don't actually think was a source for this. But a guy like Rick Porcello has been very outspoken throughout his career about steroids in particular and how, you know, it's created an unlevel playing field, it's unfair, etc. Players like him, I think, view the whole dynamic, and I think most players do, what happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. And the fact that people have come out and addressed this, I think, reinforces the point that you're talking about, that, you know, their distaste over what they consider unfair practices, you know, supersedes that idea of, listen, you know, we keep, we keep everything in house. We don't, we don't talk about even stuff that we don't agree with. We don't talk about it in public. That wall is sort of breaking down a little bit because of this story. And it'll be fascinating to see, you know, as investigations move along and whatever, if we have even more of that. Well, and, and, and along those lines, Mike Fires is probably going to be the guy that is, you know, while he might get some criticism from from some of his teammates or colleagues in Major League Baseball, Mike Fires is the guy that is allowing this to happen. I mean, don't you agree? I mean, that you have to have the first guy to do it, and then why the other people might not want their name attached. We've already seen, be, even before this story came out, of players sort of behind the scenes saying, yeah, it's, it's about time. You know, this is, this should be, I, every time I went into Houston, this was a problem, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, you know, Mike fires, I guess if, if for those who want this whole thing cleaned up and think that these stories are an avenue to do that, he should be, you know, put on people's shoulders because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then I think just to change it up a little, what, where does Cora, what happens to Cora in all of this? Because he obviously was connected to the stuff in Houston, and I've always been of the mind, anything that happens when you're a subordinate, there is somebody else above you who ultimately bears responsibility. Well, now we have 
similar allegations, although not to the extent, no garbage can as far as we know. Uh, but we have similar allegations in Boston. He is now the man who has to answer for this stuff. And, you know, it's one thing to happen under somebody else. It's another to happen when you are sort of, you know, the, the, the last line of defense or whatever. So I'm curious to hear what you think about, you know, what, what does this mean for Cora? Well, I don't know what it means in terms of a, a punishment, but there's no way around it. I mean, there's no way around that he had to have known what was going on in Houston. There's no way around that he had to know what was happening with the Red Sox because, like you said, at the end of the day, especially when you're the manager of the team, you have to say, this is this is my responsibility. Whatever happens is under my watch. And especially when... Uh, the the narrative for the organization is we are in communication with each other about everything and we're paying attention to every last detail. Well, this is certainly every last detail, right? I mean, this is that that that's. It, it, I don't know what the punishment is going to be. I don't. I mean, the it could be all over the place. You'd be talking where off of the Astros thing. I didn't think he was going to get hit. Maybe this amps it up a little bit and he does get suspended. I don't know. But here's the other part of this, John, along those lines, is how MLB has handled this. MLB predictably, you know, can't get out of their own way. They really can't. It's amazing because, as the story points out, everybody knows this sort of stuff was, you know, has started. We talked about the Apple Watch back a few years ago. This stuff has been going on, and then it comes out uh, in the 2008, uh, 2018 playoffs, the Astros and the, the Dodgers and, and all of that stuff. But everyone knew that was going on. So finally, what do they do? After that report comes out, MLB puts people for the 2018 postseason all over the place. You couldn't remember, John. You couldn't take two steps without seeing MLB security people around after you know in the World Series, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so you do that. Fine. I wash. Then you then supposedly at the I think it was at the GM meetings the next year. This is a point of emphasis, and they do some alterations and. But they never formally announce what they're going to do specifically. They never did. You know, I think Tom Verducci wrote a story of some of the things they thought they were going to do, but they never did. And I asked around about, like, and, and he was, hey, MLB, do you have any formal statement about what you are doing? And nobody did. Now, you could figure it out, and you could talk to people. For instance, if you looked in center field, supposedly – for all of last year, it was cleared out of cameras. That was one thing they were supposed to do. Another thing that they were supposed to do was what mentioned in this article, which is every single game they were supposed to have a person monitoring the video room of every single game, of every single team. All right, so they supposedly did this. But what did we learn in this story? This is why this is like uh, the story is is so many levels to it. But what did we learn in this story? Well, they kind of did it, but even when they did it, the people who were doing it were like, yeah, you know, hey, if you give me an autograph, and I, I'm, it may be, it's hyperbole, but it, if you give me an autograph, I won't, I'll turn the other way. You know, they yeah, weren't... The whole thing about how they were rooting for the team effectively, that was strange. Yeah, and I'll give you another example. And this isn't the first time MLB has done something like this where they said, we're going to do that, and and so... You know, this is going to solve the problem. Remember when the the whole chewing tobacco thing with uh, minor league baseball 
where it was going to be banned in minor league baseball and they were going to have people monitoring in minor league baseball. Talk to anybody who has gone through minor league baseball, whether it's the players, whether it's the clubhouse people, anybody. And what they'll tell you is that they always have the heads up when the dip police were coming. They had a 15-minute head start and to hide their, hide their chewing tobacco. And that was a constant theme. Everybody knew about it. And there's a long list of these things, whether it's, you know, um, pitching coach visits, a timer, it's a joke, like all of it. It's eyewash. And this is another example of it. Yeah. And and it's also an example of just how toothless MLB is when it comes to policing this stuff. And it's, it's really like a microcosm for all of the problems the sport is having right now, which are primarily centered around pace of play and how the players and the league can't get together to decide on what is certainly is in the best interest of the game. And this is another example. It is in the best interest of the game for all forms of electronic surveillance in-game to be banned. It would speed up the game. It would decrease paranoia, all of that stuff. And yet, baseball can't seem to get beyond the sort of like, well, it's an acceptable part of the game. Baseball has basically said, well, everybody does it. And they can claim otherwise all they want, but their actions point to the fact that they have tacitly endorsed this. And that is crazy, and it is against the game's interests. So when you look at this, when you look at the the bigger picture of this story and, you know, the Red Sox involvement, and it goes out of their way sort of to say in this story, say this is not what the Astros did. This is not at the level what the Astros did. Also, this did not impact everyone, even the, the players giving the quote said this did not impact the postseason because of, like we said, that if you're talking about MLB coming in and and regulating this stuff that that short amount of time that two week period sure okay they did a good job and that's why maybe it didn't have the impact but overall what 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 are, where do we go from here when it comes to all of this stuff because where we went from it before when you had when you had MLB after 2018 regulate no cameras in center field and people in the video room and all of this. You know what that did? What you just talked about earlier in the podcast, which was you had people looking at their hats. It just got worse. So to, for those people who think that it's going to get any better, the horse is out of the barn. That's it. It's, it, there's going to be there's going to be another thing because the paranoia in baseball and the people thinking that we have to stay one head of the, of, of everybody else, whether it's analytics or whether it's breaking the rules, you know that's not going away. And I don't know how they reel it back in. Yeah, so I mean, I think the way you reel it back in is with a, the kind of punishment that a team simply can't ignore. And initially, well, like when the Apple Watch thing happened. You know, it seems, I'm not sure how earth-shattering this is. You know, the Red Sox should be punished. They should be disciplined in some way, but I don't think it needs to be, you know, franchise-altering. Because of the impact that this has on the game, I almost feel like you, you have to make such an example. And even if you want it to be the Astros, because they're clearly the ringleaders of all of this and the team that everyone else has sort of felt like they've had to keep up with, certainly... You know, you look at the most ruthless uh, teams employing this kind of tactic, you think the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Astros, three of the best teams in baseball. You have to make an example of two out of those three teams, I feel like. And if you do it in a way that just makes it clear this is not worth it, 
then maybe you can start to have change. But until then, it's just going to be the Wild West. You know, and it's a good point because you want to talk about what Porcello has said late uh, in the past about steroids. That's one of the things is like, hey, listen, we have to do things that are to the steroid users that are going to make it clear that if you do this, you are not going to play baseball, not this slap on the wrist, not this whatever, hey, I'm going to be gone for 50 games, but I've, I've made a lot of money off of using steroids. And MLB is the league right now that has proven that they haven't been able to implement that sort of punishment. If you talk about, um, you know, I think that the NBA has probably done a pretty good job. The NFL is all over the place. I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Well, the NFL's policy clearly doesn't work because they don't catch anybody. <laughs> well, no, I'm 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 just talking about any 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 infraction. Like you know, Goodell is just all over the place. Yeah. So it's not. Oh, yeah. So, um, but this is. I think you're right. I mean, this is as much as Red Sox fans don't want to hear this. Like this is. Sorry, but. The Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox right now as we sit here are being identified as the two teams who are 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 doing this thing more than others. And and maybe the Yankees are, like I said in the story, that's it was insinuated, and maybe their investigations will come up with other teams. But for public knowledge, these are the two teams. And if you wanna if you wanna say you cannot do this, absolutely then I'm totally with you. I mean, you. Th- this is the only way. I am very, very skeptical, John, that they're going to do this. They're going to do it the right way. They're going to punish it the right way. And that any of this is going to start not keep going in, in the direction that we're talking about, which is unwatchable baseball. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I am completely skeptical that MLB will handle this in a way that really makes it clear once and for all that this is just simply unacceptable. All right. Is there anything else about this story that riles you up? Is there anything else about baseball that riles you up? Uh, no, but the one thing I did get a notification of on LinkedIn the other day was my five-year anniversary. I was congratulated on LinkedIn for celebrating my five-year anniversary at weei.com mm. uh, as of a couple days ago. Well, hopefully we have. Apparently, a- I'm still on the books. Well, hopefully we have another 15 years of uh, of of your service with us. So. <laughs> Paid or not. <laughs> That tells me that tells me one thing that, that I think that your your reappearance at wei dot com or at least wei is just around the corner. Um, are you going to winter weekend? Uh, yes, I will be there. Okay, I don't know why I asked that. I just want to ask. <laughs> so it's good for the podcast <laughs> listeners. Now they know too. I do autographs, so it's great. All right. Well, uh, all right. Good stuff. Um, I appreciate it. And everyone read John Tomasi's. What's the head- Did you write the headline? Oh, you know we don't write the headlines, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had, it may have said something about how MLB, MLB needs to bring the hammer down on the Red Sox. Okay. Well, read that story. Everyone read that story. Everyone. Like Ivan Putsky. <laughs> Are you Polish? Get the Polish hammer? That's 
that's true. I am not Polish. Anyway, um, it's just a reference for our 55-year-old yeah, listeners. Yeah. Yes. Well, evidently tre- podcasts are trending that demographic. So, um, but uh, everyone read John's story. Everyone listen to this podcast because, you know, everyone go listen to this podcast again is what I should say. Um, and read uh, whatever I'm going to write, which i got to get my head around right after I figure out uh, um, how, how many more isolations I'm going to put in from my high school basketball team. All right. Thanks, John. See ya. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Ever wonder what it's like to play in an MLB game? Play Loud is your exclusive look into the fun of the game as we mic up the league's biggest players and follow them with dedicated cameras both on and off the field. Watch game time reactions to some of the biggest plays and follow your favorite players as they chat in the dugout with their teammates between innings. You never know what you're going to see or hear. It's baseball like you've never watched before. Tune in for new episodes of Play Loud only on the MLB YouTube channel. MLB YouTube channel.